When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame show. I'm Jay Zawoski. With me, as always, Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We are presented by PointsBet. Remember to use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Hawks lose 4-0 to the Florida Panthers in Jonathan Taves' 1,000th game. And fellas, as we were sitting here kind of getting ready to talk about this one, it felt like one of those losses as opposed to the Buffalo loss and the Vegas loss where you just sort of thought they just got outplayed by a better team. And that's really all there is to it. Sergei Bobrovsky was awesome uh, when the Hawks did get chances. They actually outshot and outchanced the Panthers in this game and just couldn't find the back of the net. And Florida seemed to kind of, you know, when they need a goal, they can get one. And, uh, you know, Barkov and, and company uh, asserted their dominance in this one and the Hawks just lost which I guess is a better situation than blowing a huge lead or collapsing late. This is the best kind of loss you can have, I suppose. Yeah, we, we talked about coming out and, and what kind of effort we were going to see from, from this team after the, the way that they lost to the Sabres, the way that they lost to the Golden Knights. And I, I, guess we wouldn't, I wouldn't say that the effort wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't an unacceptable effort, but sometimes you're, you're just not – the better team right sometimes you and, and we expected this against a, a much more talented Panthers team and we probably might get a little bit of the same tomorrow against the Lightning they're just not as good as the, as as these teams that are fighting for you know Stanley Cup playoff positioning and sometimes you're just you're just not you're just going to be outplayed and it's just you, you you get a you know Colin Delia played as well as you could have hoped for and you know four goals that's that's what you give up against the Panthers so yeah I mean no pro- no real problems with the effort but it's just it's just the game that happens and yeah you lose that's you expected it yeah the the effort was there for the most part I mean some players the start wasn't great they had a goal in the first few seconds but it was taken off the board because it was kicked in um, you know, that's not exactly what you wanted to see, but you know, in the end, it didn't count. They had some great scoring chances. Sergey Brovsky, he, he earned, he looked like that ten million dollar goalie that the Panthers thought they had signed, and uh, he play, you know, he played up to that worth. Yeah, he made some really good saves there, up close a couple of times. Hawks should have had at least two goals tonight. So, you know, um, that is at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a new segment. How many goals should have the Hawks had? <laughs> I mean, 
that's what we're at at this point. Get, what we'll else get, is there to talk we're gonna about? We're going to be real right big now. on expected goals yeah. for yeah. in the yeah. next two I mean, weeks. If it wasn't for the fact that the guy didn't shoot the puck, he should have scored there. Um, yeah. no, not I to mean, correct you, Greg, not to, not to explain to you, but the Hawks actually were expected to score 3.42 goals. That would have been go. a much more exciting game. I said at least two. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> Wasn't wrong, stat nerd guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But honestly, though, and I would have taken the point four two. I got a tweet from uh, someone who was listening to the Panthers broadcast and saying that uh, he he wasn't watching the game but just was listening on the radio. And the Panthers broadcast said the Hawks actually played really well in this. And he said, "Is that true, or are they just being nice?" <laughs> and they did. You look at the numbers; they won the possession battle. They had more scoring chances, uh, high danger chances. The advantage went to the Panthers. 18 to 13. But if you look at this on paper and you take the team names out of it, the Blackhawks look like the team who should have won. Instead, they lost four to nothing because they don't have enough guys that can score goals. When the top line, (laughs) when that top line gets shut off the score sheet, they're going to lose. Yes. Every single time. Correct. Um, They had uh, all these uh, point streaks end tonight. Uh, Patrick Kane, Dylan Strom, Seth Jones all came in on six-game point streaks. Those are all gone. Uh, not for the lack of trying. Patrick Kane had seven shots on goal tonight. Yeah. So he was doing his best. Uh, was sh- just shut down. Hey, and he had two block shots. When was the last time Patrick <laughs> Kane had two block shots in the same game? That's got to be some kind of record. And the stupid biased home score down there in Florida we, we rewound it to watch Patrick Kane <laughs> throw a check on Barkoff behind the net. Didn't end up well for him, but, <laughs> but he, he didn't did get credit for it. But he did it, he yeah. He went behind the net to finish a check. He ended up on his ass, and Barkoff kind of like laughed at him. But, you know, <laughs> A for effort. <laughs> there were several moments in this game where Blackhawks were bouncing off of Barkov as if he was a brick wall because he's, he's just really, a horse. He's, really he's unbelievable. If he played, we were talking about this too, yeah. peek behind the curtain while we were lounging on our – Super comfortable leather couches. This is the worst job I've ever had. Um, <laughs> while we were there, we were talking about, man, Barkov is maybe the most underrated player in the entire league. And it's only based on the fact that he plays for the Florida Panthers, right. which is so stupid. Yeah. If, if, if Barkov was a Maple Leaf, it, we'd, oh, be, we'd be having be discussions. we having discussions about, oh, is it McDavid or Barkov? Or, you know, yeah. I, I, he's just... Just can do can play every situation, can score seemingly at will, can just bulldoze goalies we and, saw and it. score. I mean, he he had like some Marion Hosa moments out oh, there. Oh yeah, tonight. so good. He's he's such a that's good a great two- comp by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's such a good yeah. two way player. He's big, you know, hard to get off the puck. Like just he's a player that every team would right. would he's love. What, to he's have. what the Hawks were. No, no, don't. I'm going to preface this. Don't jump down my throat. But he's what the Hawks were hoping Brendan Saad was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, and Brennan Sod's still a pretty yeah, good, good player, player, good player but, yep. but not but like that. you know when people were like, "Hey, he's going to be Little Hosa." No, Barkov is Little Hosa. Like, uh, there's another guy in Florida too. A couple actually, Aaron Eckblad, yeah. another guy who is not a household name unless you're a hockey fan, and Jonathan Huberdo, 93 yeah, points on the season already. Unbelievable, 70 71. 71, 71. Yeah, so Sorry. he's actually got 94 points yeah. Uh, yeah. on the season. He's a heart. He's a heart candidate, but probably won't get many votes because right. of where he plays, which mm-hmm. is so. Is the exposure most yeah. assists by a left wing in NHL history? Is yes. that what you most assists most unreal. assists in a season by a left wing in NHL? And history. he already holds. We were we were discussing this a couple weeks ago. He already holds all the Panthers pa- Panthers all time records. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Points, goals, assists. He 
owns them all. And like, it's like, wait a minute. He's only been in the league for what seems to be five years. But right. then you, you look through the history and go, oh, okay, I see why. I see why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I never understand the NHL. They, they, they don't market their players well. We, t- we discussed this too. It's so regional and, you know, like you can't, you can't market the Canadian guys in, in the States and the American players, you know, we don't talk about them in the Canada. It's so weird. It's, it is bizarre. It's just like, and, and, and it's only a hockey thing, right? It's only a hockey thing. Well, well prob- we can't talk about the Miami heat cause they're in Florida and that's not a major market. What are you talking about? Wherever the Giannis is a great example. He plays in Milwaukee. And he's th- one of the biggest stars in sports. Where, wherever your talent is, that's where your what's where your focus should well, be. And, Absolutely. And you you look at Miami, the, the Florida. They play most of the time until recently in a half empty arena. You would think you'd want to promote those guys even more. Right. Hey guys, you're not a hockey fan. You've got three amazing young players on your team. Go check them out. But instead, the NHL likes to cater to people who are already hockey fans. That's their marketing department is geared towards people who already like hockey. And that's why it's the fourth most popular sport. That's why it will always be the fourth most popular right. sport. Every other league tries to cater to get new fans. The NFL can never have enough fans. The NBA can never have enough fans. Hockey's like, eh, you know what? This guy that's been a fan for 60 years, and, and that's the guy we want to market to. Not, yeah. not the 12-year-old impressionable kid that's never watched a game before. Hockey and baseball have a competition going as to – how 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 few fans can we have and still still generate money? Yeah, and yeah. I I I feel like the, you know baseball is really trying hard, but the but the NHL I mean yeah we we talked about it just the the way that the game is is marketed to you know still showcase teams like these storied franchises even though they're not good like for how how long did we have like Red Wings games when they were terrible. Oh. <laughs> Let it out, guys. It's okay. Our Bulls guys. <laughs> we are, got the uh, the Bulls the Bulls in in uh, in the office reacting yes. to the game. Something Let it crazy out, man. going on. Let it out, man. We we it's all right. It's all right. Let it out. I have to say, we should Something we should good happened or we bad. Sh- we I should live tell. live stream Matt and Dave, Big Dave, watching a watching a game. But the stipulation is they have to be quiet the entire game because yeah. that's <laughs> that's more entertaining than them hooting and hollering. I think. Yeah, that'll yeah. never happen. Well, guys, you know you can catch them. Immediately following, yep. oh, right. our show right exactly. here, keep it right here. Game show. It, it, by the looks of it, the Bulls are making a comeback. So just stay, stay. <laughs> oh, 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 man! I th- just, let's turn the cameras on them. This, I, this is far more exciting than great. anything that happened in Sunrise. Uh, I kind of like you guys just explaining their reaction. Yeah, as well. That's it. Yeah. I mean, look, the Hawks lost four nothing. What do you want us to say? Yeah. So okay, if, right. if you're watching on the CHGO Sports YouTube, don't go anywhere because these guys. Are going to be up right after have all us the talk. energy. Yeah. Bulls, Clippers, and whatever the hell is going on right now. It's either really good or really bad, or somewhere in between. <laughs> well, let's let's <laughs> yeah, continue on yeah, this this topic of uh, the the NHL uh, promoting players because it doesn't help them that their best players, you know, McDavid, Crosby. They're not exactly uh, the most exciting fellas in the world. No. Right. Even like Jonathan Taves to an extent is kind of a. I don't know, kind of a kind of a dud in terms of yeah. um, they, you know, because th- they're just lifers. They, they have the personality, personality. of a of a U.S. history professor. But <laughs> like, we have seen ugh. guys like PK Subban is an obvious example that had to leave Montreal because he was too flashy. Uh, Brad Marchand, who is, you know, he's kind of a 
a dick on the ice, but he's also a great player, and he's got some personality he's got, and some yeah, he's pizzazz. A great quote. He's, but a he's, great he's, quote. he's he's fantastic to promote in Boston and nowhere else because no one else likes him. Right. Yeah, but I think the villain is also promotable, right? Like, but, oh, how many people in a, like for sure. if you did a if you did um what's the word I'm looking for? I do it for like an approval rating mm-hmm. for LeBron James. Maybe now would be a little bit higher. I think people have come around like, okay, fine, he's good. It took you know, 12 years or whatever. Right. But yeah. I think, you know, you'd find a, a vast, not a vast majority, but a certain section of basketball and sports fans that just hate him because he's good. Right. Right. Yeah. It mm-hmm. still is something worthy of promotion. And the bad boy Pistons are a good example of a team that everybody hated. The Yankees are a good example. How popular is Dennis Rodman to this day? Yes. It, the, those are the interesting characters. They don't have to be Captain America. If, if it's a guy who's a pain in the ass and who... Uh, you know, upsets your team and ups- upsets your fan base. It doesn't matter. The negative attention is can be a good thing too, and that they are so quick to push away from that. Sell the hatred, sell the rivalry. That was the whole idea of revamping the playoffs. It's the whole idea of the Wednesday night rivalry game they were doing and all that stuff. But you can't, you can't push these rivalries unless you tell the story. It's okay. And, to, it's okay to tell somebody, "Hey, watch this game because this dickhead might do something." Yeah, stupid. and I think it's okay. It doesn't matter th- why you're watching; just watch. I think that's the issue with hockey: is they'll tell you it's a rivalry, but they won't tell you the story of why, and they won't highlight the reasons why it's a rivalry aside from two original six rivals. You know, well, that's the, and that's it, part of it. It was that you know Wednesday night rivalry series. You can only watch Flyers, Penguins, Bruins, Rangers, right. Hawks, and Red Wings so often, and just be like, "Okay, we get it. These are all the re- these are all the old teams." Yes. What, you know, let's, every let's now and then we some new rivalries. Then yeah, every now and then we'd have we we'd be treated to Crosby versus Ovechkin and Penn's Capitals, but like that was it. The battle for Alberta should be every time it's on. It should be on. It should be on ESPN. Unfortunately, it's a con- it's two Canadian teams, so it's like. But yeah. why does it? I don't. I I know you're not. I saying agree. This, I agree. But why it does it? Be, why does it? Not. In the eyes of the NHL, why does that matter? It's also Who West Coast, like. right? It's it's yeah. just crazy. It's really frustrating, and uh, it seems kind of common sense, but there's so many great stars around the league that just fail to be promoted because they don't play in New York, Boston, L.A., Philly, or Chicago, yeah. and it's a shame. It's a shame, and and, 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 and then you see. Sorry to interrupt you, Greg, but like guys like Seth Jones and Artemi Panarin leaving Columbus, which is actually a pretty decent hockey market. They're into it. They love the Blue Jackets there. They leave because they're like, I'm I'm toiling in obscurity here. Right. Let me go somewhere else where I can make some money off the ice and promote myself and and make that part of my life. It's it's just it's really frustrating and and hopefully the league um, hires some some young thinkers to change this and as we swing it back to the Blackhawks here a little bit I think when we look at like Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner what they've done when Rocky hasn't gotten in their way they seem to understand at least somewhat what needs to be done in terms of this specific team now the league needs to figure it out I think the Hawks do a really good job of promoting their players and they have since John McDonough took over and it's continued but it's it's league-wide it's just it's horrible it's abysmal yeah, I think the way the the kind of the shift that we've seen a little bit in the way that the Blackhawks are have promoted some of their players um, in the last season or two, I think has been uh, a lot different than 
than the button up uh, McDonough kind of presentation of, of things. Um, I think, you know, we, we, we saw with a couple of their, you know, social media uh, promotions or like the starter jacket ads, like, like those are things that, you know, are, are a little corny, but fun like, and can kind of, you know, engage with the, the fan base, engage with a younger generation of, of Blackhawks fans. Um, and, and they're putting out some of the players that you'd expect to, to see for a long time. I know the starter jacket ad had to be edited a little bit to get Brandon Hagel out of there, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's Alex Dabrinkit, it's Kirby doc, it's Mackenzie Entwistle, you know, it's, it's, it's the young players and you know, you throw in a Seth Jones and a Patrick Kane and, and there you go. Part of it too, is the sort of sport wide suppression of individuality right? Everyone's kind of got to be, you can't talk about yourself. It's always got to be about a team, which is generally the correct way to look at things. But like everyone's wearing the same suits. Everybody has the same tattoos. There's just not a lot Everybody of individuality. What's that? Everybody has the same beanie. Yeah, right. It's, you can just pick the hockey player uniform out of a bag and it, they all wear basically the same thing. And that's a mindset that not has been... Patrick Lanning. Patrick Line is an exception. Patrick Line is, but he can't talk about him. He's in Winnipeg, right? What? Right. Do you, what are you, Greg? Sorry, my my what mistake. Doing? Jeez, actually, he's in he's Columbus. in Columbus now. Columbus but now. Yeah. you know, you can't you can't talk about him. Columbus, American to, Winnipeg. Yeah, you, can't, you just can't you can't do that. It's that's the rules. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, and maybe some of that has to do with ownership across the the league. Like you looked at the NBA in the last few years, you, you've had influx of quote-unquote younger owners, but owners that came from, you know, successful businesses, like a Mark Cuban, and um, I, I can't think of the the Sacramento Kings owner. Yeah. Like, I can't think of his name. But, like, they, these these were guys that weren't – they didn't inherit their team or they're not, you know, these 80-year-old rich guys that they built up business so they know what it means to market and they know what it means to find target audiences. And hockey doesn't really have any of that. Right. It's Gary Bettman that is, feels very secure in his job because he is, because he makes money for the owners, but he doesn't. But they could make so much more money if they just stop pretending it was nineteen. It's nineteen sixty-five, right? And then stop pretending that everybody you know knows about these rivalries, and bring in some new fans. Bring in bring in a different market. It's okay. It's okay to open up the doors to new new fans. It's interesting that focus on the past. That's a that's a big thing the NHL does, and we've seen, you know, in recent years the NFL move away from that a lot. It's not so much like here's NFL films, and mm, it's no. Nah, mm-hmm. You're seeing Deion Sanders, you're seeing Bo Jackson, you're seeing Michael Vick highlights, you're seeing, you know, the recent past and the athletes and the players that had the flash and the pizzazz that this generation of players are emulating. Hockey hasn't had that yet, and I think there is still sort of this focus on the old. The original six, those historical rivalries, all Let's those things. Go outdoors where the game began. Yeah, like, and eh. but like those are good things. Like it's not bad to promote an original six rivalry because the history of the game is cool and important. But you've got to understand, like if you're going to attract young viewers, they don't care about that. Right, no. they're not interested in, in black and white hockey. You can't rest on on the laurels of like, oh yeah, like you know the the stars of the 1950s and 60s carried this you know, carried the league into, you know, the expansion era and all this stuff. You can't imagine that a, a 20, 21, 22 year old fan is, gives any crap about that. Like they, like they grew up watching players like Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze yes. and 
Sidney Crosby and, and Alex Ovechkin, like that is their generation growing up. So for a lot of younger fans, like they're they're not they're not paying that much attention to Mario Lemieux or Wayne Gretzky. Like right. they'll they know them, but it's like yeah. that doesn't get it going for them because you know it's 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 the generation of players that are some of them still playing that they grew up with, and that was their like that's their hockey past. So you yeah you have to you have to kind of change with the times, I guess. You you have to you have to move forward with it. You can't say, you know the the original six rivalries, you know, born in the 1920s. That doesn't get it going for someone who's 20 years old. They care right. about what's happened in the last 20 years. I mean, can we have a rule on national studio analysis positions, even regional? That if you retired more than 15 years ago, you could no longer be a studio analysis. I really don't care what Mark Messier has to say about today's game or Chris Chelios or Wayne Gretzky. These guys don't know this style of game. It's a completely different style of game. I would agree with you on Messier and Chelios, even though they do have some good like comedic uh, aspect to them but Gretzky has got he was very stiff at the beginning of this year working on the TNT broadcast he's gotten a lot better he's and starting I'll, to step I'll, out and, a little bit and too. I'll 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 say Gretzky is, is one of those All guys right, we can keep Gretzky that that, that can can be in that role like just for how long did we have to listen to Mike Milbury and Keith Jones and these guys it's like they and they say well back when I played well you played when you were allowed to beat somebody with their own shoe in the stands <laughs> those right. days are over <laughs> like I don't care right. that actually happened yes um like that I want to hear guys that played against the guys that are playing today. Right. Mm-hmm. I, w- I loved when Patrick Sharp. Patrick Sharp was rough to listen to those first few times, but, man, as he got more comfortable, those are the guys I want to – Anson was Carter really well. was really good. Mm-hmm. These are the guys that can say, hey – Kevin Weeks is fantastic. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. Th- that's the other thing. It doesn't – as soon as ESPN and TNT got in on the NHL, they immediately made the run for the highest profile person. Mm-hmm. It was Gretzky, Messier, Chelios. No. Find me someone who's got a thought. Right. Like, Kevin Weeks is a great example. I really like Hanson Carter, um, who you mentioned. I, I saw Rick DiPietro the other day on The Point. He was really solid. It doesn't have to be... The, like, the, the, the NFL analysts are not Joe Montana. You know what I mean? Like, it's not... You don't just go find the best guy. You find someone who's got something interesting to say. And that, to me, is the broadcast-wise... Like, Stu Grimson's a great example. Yeah. He, he was a... Nothing but a goon when he played. He comes in studio. He's polished. He's got good thoughts. He's got analysis. He, he's adding insight to his coverage. Like Jamal Mayers was a good example. Well, it's just like coaches. Like, why don't the Hall of Fame talents ever rarely become good coaches or right. managers? Because they've never had to be coached a day in their life. Just go do what I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Do, do what I came out of the womb doing better than anybody else. Well, that's why those grinder guys also make the best analysis because they're the ones that had to listen to coaches to get where they were break, their whole time. And they had break to down more film. Right. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky doesn't know anything about, you know, playing on a fourth line. Right. You know, right, what's no. he, you know, I just, I'm tired of listening to guys that played in the 80s talk about what it's like to play against Austin Matthews. They never played against a guy like that. Well, and that's, that's the other thing is right now, there is a renaissance of talent in the league. I think it started with, the Hawks dynasties, right? Kane, Taves, Keith, and then you brought in Crosby was there, Malkin, Ovechkin, and now the next generation, Matthews and McDavid. Austin Matthews should be hockey's biggest star. 
But he plays in Toronto. Couldn't possibly market that. Sorry. Because Vlad Guerrero Jr. is having a hard time being marketed in Major League Baseball, right? Because right. he plays in Toronto, so they just ignore him. It's just ridiculous. It's so frustrating. And you see someone, Austin Matthews scores his 50th goal tonight. Where will that be on SportsCenter? Where will that be in, you know, on the sports page? Yeah. It's just, it's going to, it's a non-story to people that aren't, if you're not us. People, people that, like aren't, us. that aren't in Canada. Right. right, right. But I guarantee you Sportsnet and TSN will be talking about it for two hours, you know, yeah. in a yeah, chunk. Yeah, but I mean, that's different culture. Part, partly it, it's, it's, yeah, hockey's just a different, different sport culturally once you get north of the border. But even still, like, even with the U.S., you know, not having that long-standing history of hockey being, like, its thing, like, it's been around long enough that the league, the biggest league in the, in the country could have figured out how to, how to market things a little bit better by now. And, yeah, you know, to your point, it's, it's Austin Matthews is, is American. Like if, if, like, if Patrick Kane had played, like, in Calgary or something— would he be the um, the U.S. darling of of hockey in the last 10, 15 years that he was? Like, or God forbid, he's on the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, right. Or the Panthers, or the Hurricanes, or you know, it's it's even though they've they've turned a corner, but well, that's a great example. But how often do you see the Hurricanes on a national broadcast? I mean, almost never. I mean, our, our two-time they, defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. How often do you see them on a national broadcast? A little bit more often, but only, st- but still, only because they won the cup. Exactly. Yeah. And Before that's that. kind of put them on the map, right? Like, and um, like I think Carolina is such a good example because Sebastian Ajo, a player of that caliber in any other sport, would be a megastar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most fun teams yeah. in all of professional They're sports. Unbelievably and, uh, fun. And, and unless you go out of your way to watch them, you have no idea. You know what else is fun? Supporting CHGO. It, it is fun. And the best way to do that is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Those just arrived, and they look awesome. They look fantastic. So if you ordered one, it should be in your hands very, very soon. So that's 2000 bucks in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's news feature, live college basketball same-game parlay for the first time ever. You can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Want more? You can also boost your live same-game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, and boost live with PointsBet. And now, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You don't have to leave your couch. Just download the PointsBet app and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. No need to drive to some casino in godforsaken Missouri somewhere. Just do it right (laughs) from your couch. Plus, during PointsBet Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We got the uh, pick of the week in points bet this yeah. week. Uh, we got the March Madness tournament uh, getting down to the the last four teams. Are we allowed to say the uh, the name of the tournament? Uh, I think you just did. 
I hear the NCAA police coming now, yeah. so hurry up. The big, Anyways, the big tournament. The, the big tourney. The big tournament no are down to the final quad quadlet of teams. <laughs> quadlet. <laughs> We're making words up here on this. <laughs> but uh, I'll go with with my pick of the week with uh, with points. But here we got the matchup between Villanova and Kansas on Saturday. Uh, I'm going with the over set at uh, currently. Uh, 132 and a half. Uh, Kansas this year is averaging 78 points a game. Villanova is averaging 71. Uh, I, I'm going to go with those averages. I'm going to take the uh, the over in that one. Currently a minus 110 odds, but I, I think get in on it now. Yeah, that's probably going to be a, a a good hit there. And um, you know, I don't I don't I don't know how many uh, concerts might get uh, canceled because of Villanova, <laughs> Kansas, but I know Duke Carolina's already got the got one canceled, so I don't know how many more that the, they might get there. But if that's on the points bet app, hey, you might get the over. If I know anything about the Jayhawks, once Kirk Heinrich and Nick Collison get hot, look out. <laughs> look out. That is the breadth of my Kansas knowledge. Hey, I hear that Danny Manning's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I had his starting lineup figure when he was on the Clippers. Nice. Remember those? Nope, you I guys do. are young. Nope, yes. Nope, nope, nope. I still have... My original, Jody Davis and Andre Dawson starting lineups. The Dawson there one was go. cool. Yes, I may bring them in to put them on the shelf. Yeah. But I, I'm afraid someone will steal them. And by somebody, <laughs> I mean Jay. I put my book back there. I don't know if you guys can see it, but uh, let's focus. You got to put it up on the table. Times. Yeah, you can put it right. That's eh, the first day. I gotta, I gotta ease it in. <laughs> right. I gotta ease it in. You know, I don't want to be too intrusive. So, sh- should we wrap up our 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 game tonight? Put it on a bow. Yeah, was was there any significance to tonight's game besides mm. them losing four nothing? Well, no, I haven't heard anything. The only thing okay. I was going to say is, the, like, let's never play Henrik Borg, Borgstrom again. Like, he was Bo- one of those players that was bouncing off Barkov like yeah. he was made of rubber. Uh, excuse me, Henrik Borgstrom of the seventy two point seven three percent Corsi in this game. <laughs> you and sure. your Corsi, it was dumb. Are you going to give him a, your your uh, this, fourth this star, proof, your Corsi star of the game? This proves to you that <laughs> hockey metrics don't mean a whole lot. Because no. if you think Henrik Borgstrom was by far the best player on the ice for either team, you don't watch hockey. Yeah. You watch numbers go up on a board. I'm tired. I, I'm done with the Henrik Borgstrom. Put him on the bus with Eric Gustafson and get him out of here. I'm done. All right. So it was Jonathan Taves' 1,000th game. Yes. And uh, lots of luminaries recorded their video greetings. Um, the usual suspects. We saw Taves' parents, his brother David. We saw Patrick Sharp. We saw Marion Hosa from somewhere I want to be. And that, I think that's evergreen. Wherever Marion Hosa is, I want to be, regardless yes. of the weather. Yes. Um, but the, wherever he was, it looked phenomenal. But one in particular stood out from us. Uh, had a visit from an old teammate, sending a message that we have not heard from in quite a while. So, Clark, if you could fire that up. Congrats on a 1,000 games, Johnny. I don't think anyone doubted you'd be able to accomplish this. It's been an amazing career so far, but you still got a ton of hockey to go. I had a lot of fun playing beside you all those years. You're a great teammate, but even better friend. Enjoy this one, buddy. All the best. This was the first time that I, I can remember. I'm sure this is the first time since Crawford has left the Blackhawks and, and effectively retired that we've seen or heard of him, heard from him. And it's kind of fitting that 
for Taze's 1,000th game, we get the reemergence of Corey Crawford. Yeah. For Patrick Kane's 1,000th game, which PSA, Patrick Kane has played 1,000 games. Yes. Had to explain that to a few people online. What about but, Stan Makita? <laughs> <laughs> it already but, happened. Shut but up. For, for, for Brendan pa- Sod's next. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, for Patrick Kane's 1,000th game, that was the first time we had heard or seen uh, Jonathan Taze after it was announced that he was going to be out for the season. So kind of fitting for, for these guys to come out on these milestones. And it was just, just great to see, uh, to see Crawford around anything, you know, revolving yeah. around the Blackhawks. It would spend a long time. Yeah. He, his night is due. And, and hopefully yes. that happens, uh, next season. It's, it's just so weird that, you know, we were, we were talking about this after, you know, we saw his message and we, we were watching the game. It's so weird that he wasn't involved in the like package of legacy nights that have happened because he retired before Nicholas Jalmerson and Andrew Shaw and they both had their nights this 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 season so it's just weird that Crawford who was so instrumental to the modern dynasty Blackhawks to not get that honor yeah you would it hope should there, be coming you would hope there wasn't any kind of hard feelings on you know he wasn't brought back and, yeah yeah who knows um but again that regime is no longer here, so maybe things were patched up enough for him yeah. to make this video and to get him his legacy night next season. Um, it'll be fun to see. Maybe maybe he'll be in the building Sunday night. For, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, for the pregame ceremony to honor uh, the captain's one thousand game. It'll be interesting to see who's there that night. It'll be it'll be fun. I wonder. If, can we should we just Zapruder film his uh, Twitter message to Jonathan Taves? As we did when Taze, his coloring looks off. Oh, is his yeah. hair thin? He looks really skinny. Why does he look sort of yellow? Like it's like it's just a bad camera. Everybody, chill out. Like yeah, I remember. But that. that was that was the first time we saw him and didn't know what was going on. There were, I remember with Taves, there were some horrible rumors yeah, going around. Yeah, and when when Twitter's involved, rumors become reality. Right. My buddy yeah. saw him at the clinic and he was. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> no, we right. didn't. It's just, it's so reckless. And look, Corey Crawford was a victim of that stuff all the time, too. Yeah. I heard he drove his snowmobile down his stairs at a concert on Christmas. It's just like all <laughs> these rumors become emblobulated, which is a word I just made up. Emblobulated. <laughs> now the pressure's on me to make up a word. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it was great to see Corey Crawford, and um, hopefully he is there Sunday. And a little bit of news. We're going to be there Sunday. All of us. In the suite. Yeah. Mario and I, just for a period and a half or so, before we in, head back for post-game. The game. Greg will be there on uh, media, media f- Row. An official duty in the press box. Can't wait. Got to come up time. and grab some wieners. Hey, now. Hot okay. Yeah, what do you, I don't know what you think I meant. Um, I uh, Chicken tenders? Sure. Burgers? Whatever you'd like. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm just trying to I'm offer you food, man. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, I guarantee you there will be wieners in the suite. Yes. That's all I'm saying. I can guarantee that. All right, should we get to our fourth star of the evening before I get us to take it off forever? Uh, it's been a good week, everybody. Talk to you later. Can we cut this for our, for our we can promo this, this week? Our we'll cut it in post. Cut it in post. Uh, oh, man. All right, uh, fourth star of the game. <laughs> only, uh, we can only go down from here. <laughs> see, now you're... You're just lobbing softballs oh, out now, too. It's not <laughs> yeah, great. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb do. and give it to Jonathan Tays for his 1,000th game. Thank you, Johnny, for your service, for being the best captain in Blackhawks history, for three Stanley Cups, and all the great things you accomplished. Uh, look, uh, you know, Sam Lafferty could have gotten it tonight, but 
I think we're all agreed that Johnny is the man tonight. Yes, and I too will give my four-star nomination to Jonathan Taves for everything you just said. Well, here's what I think. No, it's, <laughs> it's Jonathan Taves, yeah. Thousandth game, uh, incredible honor for him. And, um, yeah, I mean, we had the full lineup to go through tonight because no one, <laughs> no one had a pretty... Yeah. Uh, no one had an outstanding effort, it's but pretty uh, easy decision. Yeah, easy to give it to. Especially taste. when you consider a year ago today, we had no idea that this would ever be a thing. So yeah, big, big, big accomplishment, and uh, yeah, I look forward to all of us being there for that ceremony on Sunday. Should That'll be, be fun. Should be uh, should be really good. And I, I, I would, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there are tickets available for that game. Um, what was the deal? I think you saw it yesterday, Mario. Is it? Thirty the, bucks a ticket. The ticket. So the ticket package, as I understand it, that the Blackhawks are promoting for Sunday's game, is starting at thirty dollars for a three hundred level seat. You get a ticket to Sunday's game. You get another ticket to a uh, home game in April, and you get a commemorative Taze thousandth game puck. So that's two tickets in the three hundred level and the commemorative puck for thirty bucks. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah, you got to do that. Someone is hurting for tickets. Well, that's yeah. that's a that's a good deal right there. If I've ever seen yeah. it, yeah. Um, and then you can you can throw wieners at Jay in the suite. <laughs> I'll take them. I'm not afraid. I am a fan of Frankfurters. Oh, <laughs> oh you think you had to give the people what they wanted? I'm sorry. <laughs> that would have been the soundbite. Too much, in the words of, uh, was it Ned Braden, too much, too soon? Was it him who said that? <laughs> yeah. Too much, too soon. But to, off, to offset all those uh, Frankfurters, you should <laughs> you should definitely start your day with uh, some Athletic Greens, right? Yes. I think that's the, the, the way to go. Uh, they've come on as a sponsor for the CHGO uh, podcasts, family of podcasts, and uh, they are proud of their new AG1 product. Uh, it's a formula designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. In just one scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. And it's great if you have different uh, dietary restrictions or different lifestyle diets, whether it's gluten-free or keto or paleo or dairy-free, whatever it is, with AG1, you're good to go. It's easy to incorporate into your life, no matter how busy you might be. It's a once-a-day habit with big benefits. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgo blackhawks. That's athleticgreens.com slash chgo blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah, my wife's been using it and she loves it. I just uh, restocked her supply. So she's very happy about that. She's going to start mixing apple juice in. Ooh. So that it helps dissolve go. the mushroom bits a little bit better. Okay. So yeah, yeah she's, she's all in on athletic greens and. She was here today checking out the studio, as was my daughter, and very impressed. So, uh, yeah, it's it's cool, man. Everything here is is going great, and I hope everyone here has enjoyed it and they've jumped on that CHGO membership. If you have not, what are you waiting for? AllCHGO.com. You'll get access to all the great written content we have here from Mario and Greg and myself. 
more so those two, but also me sometimes. You get access, most importantly, to our dope merch, mm-hmm. which, as we talked about earlier, uh, in stock. is on the way and in stock. It looks okay. great. I actually ordered my CHGO Bulls shirt during the second intermission because I just love the look of that one. It's fantastic. Uh, you get access to our members-only Discord. I was in there for the first intermission today. So much more. Go to allchgo.com to become a member today. It is totally worth it. You will love it. And uh, it is the best way that and downloading the PointsBet app and using code CHGO. Those are the two best ways to support uh, CHGO. We hope you like what you've seen from us so far. Almost a month into our uh, into our tenure here. It's amazing. Man down. Man down. <laughs> we got Matt Peck on the floor here. I don't know what just happened, but it was pretty dramatic. Oh, CHGO Bulls post-game show coming up it's, after it, us. I think you're definitely going to want to tune into that. Based on what I'm witnessing right now, it's going to be an uh, appointment viewing. I, we just we need like a little ring camera on the corner that has access to that area. So we can just check in fantastic. during the show. Fantastic content. It's awesome. Yeah. The motion, I'm, I am the actually, sensors would be going off constantly. I'm actually now keeping an eye on the Bulls game. <laughs> I'm a laptop to see what they're reacting to. <laughs> so it's close. Just Don't turn the channel, though. They'll tell you all about it in a few minutes. Yes. Yep. They would yeah. give They'll be on the soon. Right now, right now it's about the Blackhawks. It's about Jonathan Taves. Yeah. 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 It was cool, though. The Panthers honored Taves on the scoreboard, mm-hmm. uh, and he got up and acknowledged that, which is very cool. The de- the locker room is decorated for him. I like the sign that said, Happy 1,000th. I don't know if a player made that or a six-year-old. Um, it's one in the same. Either way, the thought. <laughs> the artistic the, skills are one in the, the same. the thought that counts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just cool, man. It's, it's like I sort of joked about earlier with Seabrook, these moments in the middle of bad seasons – allow us to reflect on what used to be great. And um, it sounds that sounded more harsh when I said it than when I meant it to be, because I think Jonathan Taves is still a really good and valuable player. But I'm just talking about in general how wonderful the Blackhawks were those years. And I think sometimes we took it for granted because there were some regular seasons where I was like, all right, come on, let's get to the playoffs. Let's right. go. We don't need this. Come on. This is all waste of time. Um, I mean, but it, honestly, I wouldn't mind having that back. To just be yes, like, hey, yes. let's just get to the playoffs and, and see what happens. Like, I would love to have now, that now we're kind waiting. of mentality again. Now, no, we still want to fast forward through the regular season, but it's just to get <laughs> it's <laughs> to fast forward to the regular season right. to get to the draft right. and to get yeah. to the draft <laughs> free agency yeah. and to watch yeah. all the other teams in the playoffs. But yeah, to your to your Minnesota point, Wild. To your point, Jay, you know, it is it, it is a good reminder of of where this team has has come from. Um before some of these guys were, were here, it was it was bad bad hockey all the time, and uh, and they showed up and 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 Taze and and Kane and Keith and Seabrook and these guys, uh, you know, rejuvenated the franchise and really brought <clears throat> the city of Chicago along with them, and <clears throat> I, I you know I wrote about it on I, I have a frog in my throat I'm not actually getting choked up, but um, I wrote about it on on allchgo.com about Jonathan Taze's thousandth game. And how he's going to be the last uh, Blackhawk to reach a thousand games all with the organization for a very long time. Yeah. Because the active leader uh, in games played with the Blackhawks currently is Alex Debrinkit, 350, I think tonight was his 354th game. The guy after that is Connor Murphy with like 295. So beyond Alex Debrinkit, it's going to be a long time 
before the Blackhawks are honoring another player who has played a thousand games just with them. They might get someone who's going to play their thousandth career game as a free agent or something, or as a trade acquisition, whatever it is. Um, but having having a player that played a thousand games in in their Blackhawks uniform, uh, it's going to be a long time before we well, see that again. Look at the list that they show on the on the TV: the most games played in in. Blackhawks history, the, the guys that who have played a thousand for the Blackhawks, they're the legends of this franchise yep. mm-hmm. because of their longevity and you know all and their production. These guys don't come around every once every couple of years. We got so spoiled have, for all those years, yeah, and we have those yeah. guys, and and it's going to be a long time before that happens again. Well, I think the, I'm glad you said that because it leads me to my next point, and I think a lot of Hawks fans jumped on the train and completely reasonably so because the Hawks were a disaster for about 10 years before Kane and Taze were drafted. So a lot of Hawks fans jumped on the bandwagon when the team got good and have stuck around. Now, while it's painful to watch loss after loss, it's really exciting to watch your team develop from where they are now to competitive again. And look, they're probably not going to get back to a dynasty again, but to become a playoff team, a playoff contender, legit Stanley Cup contenders, to watch from today to that moment is going to be really rewarding. And that's part of you know the few Hawks fans that were there for the early years of Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook and the disappointment of Tyler Arneson and Mark Bell and Kyle Calder and everyone who had high hopes for Tuomo Rutu until he started getting injury after injury. All those disappointments, when the team finally reaches that place, it is so much more rewarding. So I hope that Hawks fans that jumped on the bandwagon back then stick around for this because it's the reward after the suffering that is so much more enjoyable and so much more meaningful. And yeah, for the next two, three years, there's going to be some suffering. But if Kyle Davidson drafts well and they you know, strike right on a few trades, which it looks like so far they've done pretty decent on the trades they've made, uh, you know, it could be you could be talking about playoffs again in two or three years, and and from there you never know. But they're they're not too far away from being a good team, great team that remains to be seen. But I think they are closer to being good than we think they are. So stick around and enjoy the ride. And what is it? Hop on the bus. Hop on, Hop the, on the ride. Hop, Hop on, the on the ride. ride. Yeah. Hop, Hop on, on the, the ride. ride. Yeah. I I think from what we've seen there in the is. yeah, there it is. I like how I'm in the back. That's my cool, cool that's kids my, in the back. That's my favorite graphic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think what we've seen so far in the small scale that Kyle Davidson has has had as being a GM, um, as far as trades go, he's 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 made the most of them. Sam Lafferty has produced so much at the NHL level just in the handful of games he's played this season. Then I think any anything Alex Nylander was ever going to do this season or ever or ever really did uh, for the Blackhawks. And, you know, you the, the Hagel trade was was tough to swallow, but you saw why he did it. And Boris Kachuk and Taylor Radish look like guys that probably will have a, a spot on the team for the next few seasons. And, you know, they're, they're cost-controlled, which is good. Um, and, you know, you, you look at the, the, the draft picks that they're, that they're acquiring, those, those can be used in different ways whether it's picking a, a young prospect or using them to, you know, facilitate trades to improve draft stock or, or whatever it needs to be. Um, 
you know, it lo- it looks like they're those pieces are there, and with what they're developing, we've we've talked a lot about this with how they're developing their young players through Rockford and and, and what they're what what that uh, what what the minor league system is doing. I think things are going in the, in already in the right direction, but it, it's still it is a long process. You know, we might it might be three years before we're even looking at a team that's like, hey, they're you know they're chasing the wild card legitimately, not like ah eh, they're 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 five six points back. Like no, like they're like they're in the hunt. We might be a few years away from that, but when it gets back to that point, you're gonna have players on the team that you that again you can hang on to and point to and say this is a per, this is a guy that we're we're hanging our future on. This is a guy who's gonna sell jerseys. This is a guy who's gonna you know be the next captain or whatever it is, and and that's gonna be an exciting time. It's just, it's funny you mentioned selling jerseys and for so long you'd go to Hawks games and all you would see was Ronick, Chelios, Belfour, Ronick, Chelios, Belfour, and then Kane and Taves arrive and it's like, boom, Mm -hmm. overnight, those are the only jerseys you see. Then Hosa comes and those get picked up. Then people start falling in love with Duncan Keith and, you know, you start seeing Crawford and then you know when a city is bought in on a team when you start seeing like the peripheral players like the Christopher Stieg jerseys, the Dave Bowen uh, yeah. jerseys, the uh, Nicholas Jalmerson jerseys. I had a Nick Letty Hawks jersey. That's cool. Nice. <laughs> I good old number eight. I had a, I I had so many bad. I have so many bad Hawks jerseys. I should bring my John Clem jersey and uh, hang it over the uh, Michael Jordan. Sh- I, I, I can. That's pretty. That's that's pretty bad. I have a, I have a JP Dumont Hawks jersey. I, I I'm. I had a Steve Popst Hawks jersey. <laughs> All right, you win. That I had a sickness because yeah. it was the first time I had an, a job, but I was living at home and I had no bills. So I'm like, oh, there you go. Well, I'm gonna go buy some Hawks jerseys. I was always the guy that it like was, I want to get the one nobody has. My mm-hmm. wife, yeah. my wife is the world's biggest Steve Passmore fan, and she has a Steve Passmore Hawks jersey. There you go. It's so bad. The only person <laughs> outside of Steve Passmore ever. I, seriously, I we needed an intervention at that point of someone being like, "Stop well, buying bad hockey you, jerseys." Th- what that tells me between the Steve Popes and the Steve Passmore, you guys are soulmates. You guys have you guys <sighs> were made for each other. Congratulations I guess so. It's on so bad. Congratulations on finding your person. If you don't know the Steve Pop story, uh, he was a, a veteran defenseman who literally faxed his resume to Bill Wirtz and they signed him. <laughs> and he was one of their better defenders. It was that bad. Yeah. Dear sir or ma'am, my name is Steve Pops. I play defense. I own my own skates. <laughs> right. Please put me on we'll your blue pay line. For my own travel. Yes. And they're like, that sounds good. You're Sign a captain. Yeah. <laughs> he might as well have been. Who would be the, uh, the like, who would be the equivalent of that on, on this year's team? Oh, God. Is it, is Eric it Gustafson? Like, no. No. Well, but I mean, I, not, not necessarily do exactly that, but like a, like a player that's the like, player that like the was. type of like just obscure. Like who would be like the obscure Hawks jersey on this team? Oh man, um, Henrik Borgstrom. Yeah, Henrik Borgstrom. Yeah, that might be it. O'Reilly what, Stillman. What about like like a like a if you if you saw someone walking down Madison Street in like a, in a Jujar Kara jersey, like I, I would think it was Jujar Kara. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like good to yeah. see you up and moving, buddy. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah, man. I like. I thought he. I liked him. I believe he has a. He's signed till next through next season. I believe season. that's correct. Believe that's so correct. let me he, pull up Cap Friendly. He, he, he might be coming back. You might be I'm sure he's signed through next season, right? At like nine seventy five k. Yes, correct. He'll Something be back like next year unless they trade him. 
That's another guy. I, that I would like to see. I would like to see him come back because I I think he. Everyone had a difficult season, but I think he had one of the more difficult seasons, not only on yeah. the ice but with injuries and stuff. Um, I'd like to see him come back and see if he can factor into the lineup next year. Well, he's one of those, as we've talked about for the last few shows since the trade deadline, one of those great inexpensive veterans mm-hmm. that can just come and be a good influence. And then, look, if he has a bounce-back season and stays healthy, the kind of guy you could flip at the deadline for some picks and some yeah, pieces. He, he could be next yeah. year's Ryan Carpenter. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's why, you know, we sort of, we'll get into this in the offseason a lot, but, like, want to caution you if you see the Hawks sign a veteran remember they can be flipped and you gave up nothing for Marc-Andre Fleury and you got a conditional first round pick using the air quotes (laughs) according to the Hawks um really a second round pick but still it's you got a second round pick for basically nothing oh and you got to watch a legend play for your team for a while sold a lot of jerseys yeah Yep. No, Is any, speaking of jersey, anybody seen a, a, a Tyler Johnson Blackhawks jersey Ooh, out there? That'd, that be would be, that'd be one that would make that turn my head. That'd, that'd be, be really is. wow. Okay. Which is funny because you would have thought he would have come here and and you know injuries again, but you would have thought he would have come here and had a little bit more of an impact than than he's been able to. But yeah, it's it, well, the injuries. There's, there's really a reason. Down there. there was a reason besides cap hit that Tampa couldn't wait to trade him away for a guy that doesn't play anymore. Yeah, just you know, had decent hopes for him, and you have to wonder if he if he had been healthy, what kind of season he would. I mean, they would definitely would have been a better team with him playing. Uh, he did play a role on it on two back to back Stanley Cup champion teams, um, but mm-hmm. he just you know when you yeah. miss that much time, you just can't find your he rhythm, you can't find your chemistry. He seemed to have some good chemistry on that top power play unit early in the year before that first injury. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you don't well. I mean, good news is we'll he's get coming to, back. We'll have him here next year, so we can, he can answer <laughs> all those questions. After. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's that's, uh, but hey, that's fine. That's what you want on this team right now, right? Somebody to just take a spot. Yeah, and somebody who's you know he's who's had some championship level experience. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's, you he's, can have a you can do far worse than Tyler Johnson on a rebuilding team. Right. Going forward, he'll be good with young players, and you know, hopefully, he has that bounce back year where he you get some of that you know, secondary scoring production you were hoping to get out of them this year. All right, we got Hawks Lightning tomorrow night, uh, 6 p.m. puck drop. Actually, 6.07.35, technically. (laughs) Puck drop. Uh, We will be here, of course, after the game, as we always are. Um, Anything you're changing lineup-wise? I think you go with Lankinen, right? Yeah. Yeah. On the back-to-back. And and, and Philip Kershev in there for Henrik Borgstrom. I did want to say Colin Delia – 40 saves on 44 shots. Not an awful game. No, he's right. But I mean, it's 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 a tough situation to be thrown in against the Panthers, but Yeah, not a great not not the best game, but honestly better than I think I could have expected. Yeah, you see the four you see the four goals and you think, "Oh, he probably had a bad game." No, he was pretty good. And in the you saw a lot of the the flaws in his game still makes me itchy. Sometimes he forgets to stop when he's skating across right. the net. Yeah, he loses he gets crease a, little, a lot. The rebounds could be better, but those are things that have always been part of his game. But overall, you can't – 40 saves, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. You had that one great save that you wouldn't have known if you were just listening to the TV broadcast. But, you know. That, great. It was a great save. Hey, look at that. He made a save. Um, <laughs> but, no, you can't You can't fault Delia. Yeah. He, he, he kept him in the game for the most part. But yeah, you could go with Lincoln in tomorrow, and the only the only change up I'd really make was just get Philip Kershev in there, and keep him in there. I mean, yeah, just yeah, let him play. Yeah, Derek King said last week that the plan is kind of to rotate those 
You know, stop, those bottom six forwards in. And play Alex Vlasic or send him to Rockford already. Yeah, we got to get you to that. You sound like a broken record. Yeah. But either play the kid or don't. Well, and, and Ben Pope pointed it out that he is eligible to go down to Rockford yeah. now. I think there was, I think there might have been some sort of like service, like roster time necessary, something like that. But whatever it, whatever it was, he's eligible to go down now. Um, yeah, if, it's, if, it if sounds he, like he's, Murphy if is he's closer, not going to play, yeah. yeah, Murphy's close to, to returning as as far as as we understand. And um, if that's the case, then yeah, put Murphy in. But I mean, if if we could get one, if there was one time to put Alex Vlasic in, it would be on the second night of a road back to back. Yeah, like put him out there against the best, the, the defending champs. That's a really good measuring stick. If he yeah, can hold if, his own against Tampa Bay for the seven and a half minutes, he'll be on the right. ice. When that's a good thing. And if he gets torched, he gets torched, and he joins Kelvin DeHaan. Right in the right. post club, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, man. Boy. He's gonna be. I tweeted after that. That was that the second Panthers goal. I tweeted that he's gonna be on IR with Windburned after that goal. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That yeah. was, that was uh, Kachuk to not get that puck deep. So it's a little bit on him. Didn't really give Dehan a lot of time to recover. But that highlight, uh, that's not one for the for the highlight. It looked taper. like he was like actively skating away from him. It, it was so weird. I think he got crossed up. Yeah, but it was uh, either way, it's it's like, not a good look. Not a good look. Is that Pavel Bure? Like, oh no, yeah, no, it was, no, it was Lomberg. It was some dude, some, some guy, Lumberg, Bill Lumberg. <laughs> right. If you could just get out of my way, that would be if great. If you could just stand there and let me skate by, that would yeah. be great. Yeah, I'm going to need you to go ahead and move over so I can score. I'm going to need you to let me score bar down right here, Colin. That would be great. Thank That's you. Great. And it worked. It worked. It yeah, sure did. So All right, let's strategy. wrap Let's wrap things up. Uh, Hopefully we have a little more like yeah. fun game stuff to talk about tomorrow. What, what's uh, Taylor I think we'll have a game. I'm predicting, bold prediction, the Blackhawks will score tomorrow night. Oh, that's a big step up. Put that on tape, unless I'm wrong. And it will does be, it will does be Brandon Hagel score a hat trick or? Oh man, or what? What does he do? He's gonna light somebody up. That's my prediction. I think he's gonna hit somebody hard. We're gonna we're gonna find out who his least favorite former teammate is. <laughs> you know what? I want? <laughs> we're gonna watch. I want to see a Brandon Hagel Reese Johnson fight. How about All right, that? Sure. <laughs> little 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 Wouldn't family that be great? squabble. That'd be great. How many lightning will um will um Borgstrom bounce off tomorrow? Is that on points bet? 